Hello, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Mary. And we're going to be doing our podcast on Aussie Rules. Aussie Rules is basically Australian football. There is 16 players on the pitch and the game starts with a centre bounce. You have to bounce the ball every 16 yards and instead of a hand pass, you handball it, which is essentially the same thing, only it's called a handball. You can use other players as a springboard for jumping, which is called a mark. And there are four posts. If you kick the ball through the middle two posts, it's a goal, which is worth six points. And if you kick the ball through the outside two posts, it's called a behind, which is worth one point. One point. There are defenders, forwards and midfielders. You can tackle between the shoulders and the knees. And there are four quarters of 20 minutes, plus extra time if you need it. There are 18 teams in the competition. The top eight go to finals and the top two go to a grand final. Mine and Steph's top three AFLW players are Orla Dwyer, Breed Stack and Cora Staunton. Orla Dwyer was once the smallest person in her class. When they played sports, Orla sometimes asked to be a sub and never wanted the ball. Orla's parents both played sports and encouraged her to keep playing. As she got older and stronger, she was selected for the Tipperary Under 14 development panel in Camogian football. Orla never felt like she was the most skillful player in the squad, but she knew she could be the hardest worker. Within two years, she went from not making the team to winning an All-Ireland Under-16 Camogie title and being called into the Tipperary Senior Panel. When she was invited to join the football squad a year later, Orla knew her hard work was paying off. Playing in Co Park is every player's dream when Orla was lucky enough to play in the famous stadium twice, winning two Intermediate All-Ireland Finals with Tipperary footballers in 2017 and 2019. As she walked up the steps to Hogan Stand to celebrate with her teammates, she waved at her family, thanking them for telling her to stick with it all those years ago. While Orla was playing Tipper, with Tipperary Camogie football in 2019, she saw some of her Irish girls playing Aussie rules in Australia and decided to put herself forward for a trial. She made such a big impression that a couple of teams wanted her to sign, but Orla's heart was set in Brisbane Lions. Her first season in 2020 was disrupted by COVID-19 pandemic, but Orla went back to Australia in 2021 season and she was determined to make her mark. Every week she was one of Brisbane's best players and when the club won its first ever grand final, Orla was named runner-up in, in the club's Player of the Year awards. After just two seasons, Orla rise to the top in yet another sport was truly inspirational. 2022 proved to be a career best for the Irish woman, finishing the season when All-Australian Blazer in hand to become the first ever Irish AFL player to receive that honour. She's serious young to have won that already like in her career, she's only had a short one. She is. There's a lot of Australian players who wouldn't have gotten such an award yet. And, yeah. Uh, remember when we both went to the All-Ireland together? Yeah, and we both thought she was inspirational and we both thought she was key to Tipperary winning the All-Ireland. Yeah, and another player who's accustomed to All-Ireland is Breed Stack. She's a former Gaelic footballer of Cork. She's won 11 All-Irelands and 7 All-Stars. She was named 2016 Ladies Footballer of the Year and she moved to Sydney Giants in 2021. Her first match was a pre-season match against Adelaide where she fractured a C7 vertebrae. Doctors said she wouldn't play sports again. She's now a key defender with great speed, good agility, a high competitive nature, and a long history of success in ladies Gaelic football in Ireland. She debuted in round one of season six and went on to play all 10 matches for the Giants. She's now eager to return for season seven. I think it's mad the way she came back after break a fraction of C seven. I don't think I would have if I that ever was to happen to me, especially with first three weeks back, first three weeks ever out in Australia playing the sports that she's not familiar with. Yeah, she's fierce, brave. Uh, a lot of people like you no, know, no one would have judged her for coming home 
and there's loads of people who would have done it. Um, especially the way like she only she's only out there a couple of weeks and she only knew really her husband, her son, and I'd say she knew Cora Stanton as well. Cora Stanton is also a big name in Ireland after being very good at all sports in Ireland all her way up. Um, Cora was called up to the Mayo Senior Ladies Football when she was only thirteen years of age. Cora started playing football with the boys when she was seven years old. At first, he didn't want to pass the ball because she was a girl, but he saw how good she was and changed her mind. Even at that stage, she was better than most of the boys her age. Cora's breakthrough to the senior team in Mayo was rapid, and she was preparing for her first All-Ireland in 1999 when she broke her collarbone in training. Cora was devastated because she knew she wouldn't be able to play in the final. Mayo won the All-Ireland that day, and Cora helped them to win three more over the next four years, becoming one of the biggest stars in the game. Teams will often put three people marking her and she still scored an average of 10 points per game. When she finished playing Gaelic football, she was an all-time leading champion scorer with 59 goals and 476 points, a record that is unlikely to ever be beaten. But just as Cora's football career was coming to an end, she was offered a chance to try Aussie rules. So at 35 years of age, she embarked on a new journey to Australia as a professional athlete, becoming the first ever overseas player to be drafted for the AFLW. Even though she had to adapt to playing with a different shaped ball, Cora's natural ability was obvious and she quickly became one of the team's leading scorers. In 2019, Cora broke her leg in four places, a horrendous injury which threatened to end her career, but even that couldn't stop her from playing sports. Somehow Cora battled back to her teammates for the 2020 season, still setting new standards in the twilight years of her career. Cora has led the goal kicking for her club, the Sydney Giants, for the past three seasons in a row. She is just unreal. She is, especially her with her age. Like she's she's forty years old now. She's playing against twenty year olds, twenty year old Australian players who've been playing Aussie rules their whole life. You think since she only started Aussie rules when she was thirty five, there's a few habits that she might have come accustomed to with Gaelic football that'd be hard to get rid of. But I mean, it doesn't seem like it. No, and especially becoming, especially having, especially being the highest goal kicking in the last three seasons, and she's only. Only after playing for the last five years. Yeah, it's incredible, like, and it's just, I wonder how... How she's able to manage it. But me and Mary think that Cora Stalton is the most inspirational person to play sports for Ireland and for in Australian rules, followed closely by Breedstack and Orla Dwyer. Thank you for listening to our podcast.